You are listening to the Choose Your Struggle podcast, a member of the Shameless Podcast Network. Enjoying the podcast? Consider supporting it on Patreon. You'll get behind-the-scenes looks, sneak peeks, extra bonus content, and best of all, a way to interact with me, your host. You'll also get discounts on merch like tank tops and magnets and all the other services I provide, like booking me to speak, coach or consult, or even advertise here on the podcast. Check it out in the show notes or in patreon.com slash choose your struggle. Plans start at as little as $3.40 a month, and all the money goes right into the podcast. All right, let's get back to the show. Spread love. Choose your struggle. Hello and welcome to a special Monday episode of the Choose Your Struggle podcast. What you're hearing today is the audio-only version of Stephen Alonich's A Day in the Life. Stephen told a very funny story about how early in COVID he got bored and decided to do a March Madness-style tournament to rank his best friends. Uh, this event eventually went uh, sort of regionally viral, uh, so much so that Stephen did it again this year. Uh, so, you know, this is this is a very funny story, uh, an idea that I had uh, never thought of. Uh, I don't know that most people would have. Um, although the idea of finding out who your best friend is in a very public way is a, is a funny one and maybe something other people would consider, Stephen actually did it. So um, if you're interested in watching it instead of hearing it, uh, you can still find it on YouTube, on Facebook. Um, on Twitter, but but you're 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 hearing the audio only version here today, and I hope you enjoy. All right, welcome to a day in the life. I am your host, uh, the founder of Choose Your Struggle presents a day in the life, Jay Schiffman. Now, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, welcome. This is one of the multiple uh, storytelling events that I that I host. Uh, I also host a podcast. All of that's not important. You can see my links at the bottom of the screen right now. Uh, tonight's not about me. I'm just your host and your producer. Now, a couple uh, house clearing, house cleaning things before we get started. Number one, our partner for these events. Got to give it up for our partner. And that is Bookshop right here, pointing at it, Bookshop. So if you haven't heard of Bookshop, uh, it's a pretty incredible service. They are a giant online retailer. But unlike, let's say, the, uh, oh, I don't know, Amazons of the world, they aren't soulless. What they do is they partner with awesome organizations like myself and your local bookstore. So if I wanted to go buy a book right now from bookstore, it would automatically give a donation to a bookstore here in Philadelphia called Harriet's that I love. Uh, but you can select any bookstore you want. In fact, they make it so easy that if you buy a book today and you want to buy another book tomorrow, you can change it up and give your money to a different bookstore. They'll give like 10 to 15% or something like that of the transaction to that bookstore. So definitely check out Bookshop. Use the link that you're seeing right here, which is bookshop slot shop slash cys again that's bookshop slash shop slash cys bookshop.org slash shop slash cys uh and that'll help me and help out your neighborhood bookstore so definitely check that out uh the other thing i do want to shout out is uh i don't make money off these events that's okay the, the whole goal is to build community and to entertain people with great stories that being said i do have some merch for sale uh, I sell magnets uh, that look like the guy up the wallet you're seeing behind me, except that they're shiny and that's fun. Uh, I also sell these tank tops. 
uh, as you can see, they say choose your struggle on them. I've got a men's and a woman's cut. You can buy one if you'd like. Anything you're interested in, just reach out to me after the show. Again, my links are right below you, but the easiest place to find me is at jshiffman.com. J-A-Y-S-H-I-F-M-A-N. Com. Now, here's how tonight's going to work. In a minute, I'm going to bring on my guest, and he's going to tell you a wonderful story. This is a story that I have not heard yet, and it's important to know that, because just like you, I will be listening in and thinking of questions while he's telling the story. I will then come back, and we'll have a you know 10-minute or so conversation about that story. That being said, if you would like to participate, wherever you are watching right now, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, comment underneath the video it's way easier on facebook but if you're on the other ones that's cool too and i can see your comments and i if you have questions if you uh want to tell my guest that he is a very handsome man you can do that uh he you know i can i can read that off to him so please don't hesitate to comment now my guest tonight uh, my guest tonight actually is a very special person. He doesn't really know this, or maybe he does. I might have told him. I don't remember. But it was it was my guest tonight, Stephen, who gave me the idea for this event. Now, I had already done, uh, I do this other storytelling event called Rock Bottom Storytellers. Very different event. Uh, but I wanted to have one that was a little less formal. Rock Bottom is very formal. And I was like, what? how can I make this cool event? And then... Uh, a certain Stephen Ilanich reached out to me, uh, or we got connected somehow, I don't remember. And he said, I would love for you to come on my podcast. The only goal is that you tell a ridiculous and entertaining story. And this light bulb went off in my head and went, that's it. That's what I can do. I'm going to do his podcast, but I'm going to do it live. And so that's kind of where this the idea of a day in the life came from is going on his podcast. Now, his podcast is called the Fantasy Friendship Podcast. And it's uh, I got to say, as a former guest, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I told a story about the time that I was working as a professional writer in New York, and this was the year that New York had the Super Bowl, and instead of covering uh, the, the Super Bowls I was supposed to, I even had credentials, I ended up at a porn party thrown by a bunch of, uh, well, the, some of them were anarchists, some of them were uh, heavy metal, you know, rock guys, but it was a very interesting night, and I told that story on his podcast. So, uh, to give you a little more information about Stephen Alonich, uh, he is a passionate fan of Space Jam, his dogs, his wife, and the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, I'm also a passionate fan of of two of those, I'll let you guess which of the two they are. Uh, his podcast, Fantasy Friendship, provides an opportunity for everyday people to share their most unique and bizarre stories, as he says here, including one from yours truly. Uh, you can follow on social media and subscribe at their podcast. The link will be below him as he's speaking. So if you're like, oh my God, that was a lot, I know. Just wait, it'll be, it'll be below him. So I think at this point, without a further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring on my guest. You guys ready for Steven? Welcome to hey, the party, Steven. How you doing? Thank you, dude. Pretty good. Some of my dogs uh, tore a hole in my couch, so beyond that, pretty good. Are you still passionate about your dogs despite them tearing a hole in your couch? I should probably not make that plural. I'm passionate about one <laughs> of my dogs. I understand. Uh, well, like I said, I'm also very passionate about my dog. Uh, not so much the Iowa Hawkeyes, but that's mm. okay. So uh, here's what we're going to do, Steven. I have packed myself a very nice pipe for this evening because I fully <laughs> anticipate that your story is going to be pipe worthy. So I'm going to go ahead and put myself backstage to enjoy this pipe. And why don't you go ahead and entertain the people? How's that sound? Sounds good to me. A lot of pressure, though. This is a pipe level story. That's a lot. 
All right, all alone now. That's exciting. All right, my name is Stephen Lonich. As Jay said, I'm the host of Fantasy Friendship Podcast. It provides a chance for everyday people to tell their most bizarre stories. One of our episodes is actually about this, one of my own bizarre stories. And it is the time I had a 64-person tournament to determine my best friend. So there's a lot of layers to this story. I'm going to brush over quite a few of them just to keep us on track here. Um, doesn't mean they're not important, but just try to get us up to uh, the starting point of this. This is March and April of 2020, so COVID's just taken off. And things are starting to shut down. Sports are being canceled. We really don't know what's happening yet. Still, like, a lot of strange what is COVID going on in the world. So let's back up a quite a bit here. Um, so I've been seeing, at this point, I had been seeing my now wife for about a year and a half, and we were looking for a house. I was in an apartment. The lease ran up. I moved in with my dad and my stepmom temporarily because I didn't want to renew the lease because we felt pretty close to getting a house. And then pretty immediately, he got diagnosed with cancer. Um, that took a turn for the worse about eight months later. And I decided to stay with him for a while because I'm like, all right, I feel like I should be here and help. And then that turned terminal, unfortunately, about eight months later in February of 2020. That's when I started thinking, okay, maybe I should propose to my wife and so my dad can be there because that'd be really special to me. Before I do that, my sister, who is also seeing somebody, she said, I'm going to have a wedding so dad can be there. And I'm like, damn, that was my plan. I'm, now I'm jealous. So I talked to her and ultimately we came to the conclusion of let's both do this. And we had a double wedding featuring me and my wife, her and her um, now husband, obviously. A um, little weird to be the same wedding as your sister, but hey, we made it work. It was a really important day. Everything went flawlessly. And then my wife, we're still in my dad's house. We haven't found a house yet because the housing market's crazy. And that's a whole nother story. But we are living with them. COVID's happening. We're married now. And then she works at a nursing home and they have a COVID scare. We obviously can't bring COVID in the house because that would just, that'd be it. We we could not bring COVID near my dad. That was not an option. So we brainstormed really fast uh, after she gets the news. Where should we go? My mom's house and my stepdad's house, it has a pretty big basement that has a lot of options. Like, you know, it has a, uh, has a TV entertainment area. It has a pool table, a ping pong table on top of it, a little mini fridge, like enough to stay for about a week. I think it was 10 days, actually. We ended up staying. But it made sense for us to go there. So we packed our bags, went there with our with my dog, Slugger, just one dog at that time. Dog doesn't tear holes in couches. And we that was where we lived for 10 days. And it was really boring. We my mom did a great job. Excellent host. Gave us tons of food, tons of coffee, whatever we asked for, she provided and couldn't ask for someone better to be a host. But we're still locked in a basement. Our honeymoon's pretty much my mom's basement. So you can guess about how exciting that was. So we're a couple of days in. I'm not a huge sit around and watch movies or TV guy. I it I can for a while, but binging them all day is not for me. I'm working remotely, new job, so I'm pretty busy from nine to five. But once five hundred one hits, I'm pretty bored. I download like Roller Coaster Tycoon or something to pass some time, but I'm desperate for entertainment. So we're like five six days in, I think, and I see a friend of mine who. He posts, uh, this, remember, everything's getting canceled. Sports are done. March Madness is done. If that was going on, I'd be fully entertained every day, but it's not. Nothing's happening. 
So he made a 64 person or 64 thing bracket. It was just a bunch of stuff he liked, like the Chicago Cubs or Coca-Cola, Cherry, stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. All right, I'll, I'll see if I can list my 64 favorite things. And I start doing it. And as mentioned, my one seeds were Space Jam, the Iowa Hawkeyes, my dog and my wife, not necessarily in that order, but maybe. And then my two seeds, um, I can't remember what was on there, but it started going down. I was like, well, wait, I can't put my wife as a one seed and not my parents, but wait, where's my sister go? What about my grandparents? Oh, this is turning into a mess. Do I not include people at all? And then I had a spark of what some call brilliant, some call mm, something else. And I thought, well, why not do only people, just people I know and rank them all into a 64 person bracket and make them compete? I decide not to do family. I was like, all right, this is kind of fun for my friends. If one's a one seed and one's a two seed, they're not going to be too mad. But like, if I did my mom, dad, sister as the one seeds, who gets that fourth one seed? That seems like it's going to be an issue. So I left family off. So the four one seeds now are my groomsmen. And no one knows I'm doing this but me and my wife. I'm not like telling anyone about this. I'm just putting this together at like one in the morning. And so I had my one seeds. Two seeds were some good friends of mine that just weren't groomsmen for whatever reason. A lot of three seeds were like my friends, significant others. And then four seeds were like, oh, they're friends, but you know, they maybe didn't attend the wedding or something. And five, six, seven, eight. Then it starts getting a little difficult. There's not, I mean, how many people out there are 64 friends at all? And I actually had 68 because I had four playing games that were decided by a coin flip. But I started going through as many people I think of that, like I'm even acquaintances with anymore. Some were friends from high school that like, oh, they're so cool. They called me, I'd, I'd pick up. Some were friends from college that I was friends while, while I was going to school and then decided, you know, we went our separate ways and lost touch. Uh, one guy who's actually a four seed, he got a or four or five seed, I can't remember which, but he was up there. He sold me some really good salsa at a putt-putt course. I didn't know his last name, I knew his first name was Randy. So uh, Randy Salsa was a little infamous in this tournament. He made it really, he made it to the final four, I think. Final four, Elite Eight, one of the two, but he had a run because his name was Randy Salsa. So I eventually found out his name and, and got his real last name on there. And uh, then he had lost completely because the Randy Salsa was what was carrying him. But so I made the entire bracket. It's crazy. I am having way too good of a time. My wife will acknowledge I was having way too good of a time on my own making this bracket because I knew how conniving it was. It was, it was terrible. And I posted on Facebook all at once. I post the bracket. I tag everyone's in the bracket and just hell breaks loose. No one knew this was coming. They just imagine what you would do if you hopped on Facebook and saw that you were just in a bracket with a friend of yours, a friend of yours made a bracket with a bunch of other friends of yours. Would you compete? Like, Oh, I got to win this despite there being no real award. Or would you just close it out? Like you just, I'm not doing this. I'm ignoring this. Because I had a fair share of both. But a lot of people competed, a lot more than I expected to compete. And this became a much bigger thing than I ever anticipated. The first round, I allowed people, it's just voting, by the way, too. It's just you go in and you vote for somebody, and there weren't any limits. Like you could keep voting if you really wanted to. And a lot of people did do that. And that's really what this became, which is a vote off. And I allowed people to do inquiries into what the scores were, I think two times over the course of three days as the first round ran. And they could, they could ask just, what are the scores? I'd send a screenshot. 
and they uh, can react appropriately. We had some snakes in the grass, some people that were voting a thousand times against their friends and they would lie about it because I wasn't releasing who was voting for who. I was just releasing the scores. So in this group chats, especially, we're having people that are blown up like, well, who's doing this? Who's voting for for Sarah over Brooke? Who's voting for uh, Miles, the 16th seat over Jordan, the best man at my wedding? And it just went to hell really fast. And one of my friends, and I'm going to skip over some rounds here to keep my time kind of on, on the right par, but one of my friends, Garrett, who ended up being the winner of this whole thing, controlled the entire tournament start to finish. He decided essentially who won every round because he had the most time and he found he developed a system where he had like 20 tabs open and he would just roll through them and refresh them all. And him and I were like a battle of chess the entire time. Like, okay, I'm putting on a capture code. He found a way to get past that. I'm putting on something else. He found a way to get past that. And it just dissolved out of control. Garrett controlled the rounds. There were just not even including the championship, there were 120,000 votes cast in this 64-person tournament, which is outrageous. People spent so much time on this, way more than I expected. And the championship actually got a little bit out of control because the final two, two the championship was the final six, but two of them, one, Gary was voting a ton. Jacob, the uh, semi or the uh, runner-up, he had a bot that continued voting and i didn't discourage the bots that's on me too but it did make it disingenuine like okay he just put a coin on his r key and walked away from his computer and he's at one million votes in like an hour which is why did i include the uh, championship votes in my hundred twenty thousand total but i was like no this has been way too much of a thing i think people enjoyed this and i've heard from people that they enjoyed this because it gave them a break from covid everything was canceled and it was something a little bit entertaining which I appreciate that that people enjoyed it. And I was like, I can't end something like, I can't end a best friend tournament on a sour note. I have to find a way around this. And I'm a big fan of, uh, it's going to be way off base, but it'll catch up. But I will wrap back around, I promise. I'm a big fan of VH1's old Rock of Love, Flavor of Love, um, I Love New York, Daisy of Love, all of those ones. Huge fan of those shows. I think they're the perfect TV. They're Jerry Springer meets The Bachelor. What else could you possibly want in a reality television show? Amazing stuff. And this was my version of that. So what I did was I had the final two. And they had to make a video pitching to me why they're my best friend. So they had about, I think I gave them a week or so to make their video. A little unfair because Garrett is a professional video editor. Jacob is not a professional video editor but I did not take editing into account. I also made a video. It was me dramatically walking around my neighborhood and just going, this tournament has been something I've never experienced before. Two people so deserving, best friends till the end. And it, we did, my wife and I, my wife took the video. She did a great job. We edited it and it actually looks incredibly dramatic. And the wind's blowing my hair as I'm thinking. It ends on like somebody put a heart on their window and, it was, it was good. And I had choosing to these two videos now that they submitted. Garrett's was, he deserves it because he put in a monumental amount of effort and he proved that he wanted to be my best friend because look at look at the results. He controlled every part of this tournament. And I, I liked that. Jacob's was a little more, it was lighthearted, but it was kind of, 
it didn't feel genuine. It was a lot of jokes about our past, but it didn't feel like I want to be your best friend. It was more like, haha, this is funny. And it'd be, it'd be funny if I won type of thing. And I was like, no, that just is not enough. I loved it, but it wasn't enough for me to choose them. So ultimately Garrett became my best friend in 2020. Now there was a sequel. We just finished the 2021 best friend tournament about, oh gosh, uh, just a few weeks ago. And it got even crazier than the first one, but yeah, that was my best friend tournament. Garrett won it. We had a, a, a post tournament show, like all of the of love series did. And everyone spilled the beans on who was the one being a snake in the grass. It was Jacob, uh, what everyone's thoughts were at the, at the end of each round. And it was just a lot of fun. And we still talk about it. I mean, I do at least, maybe nobody else does. I don't know, but I had a lot of fun. I think a lot of the people had a lot of fun. We had enough to do a sequel. There might be a third one. We'll see how that goes. I have some plans, um, but it'll definitely end up three. It might be a trilogy, and then it'll end, and I hope to pass it on to somebody else. And that is the only way I know how to decide who my best friend is going forward, and I hope other people start to do the same. You can come back now, Jay. Oh, man, that was uh, fantastically told. Thank you so much for, for telling that. I do have a bunch of questions. Okay, was it pipe-worthy? Oh, uh, I mean, you, you... Well, I don't know. Can you see for yourself? It was definitely <laughs> pipe-worthy. Yeah, you did a wonderful job. So, a uh, couple of questions. And, and, and the, the okay. first one is more of a statement, but... All right. Your mom and stepdad's house sounds like the perfect teen house. A mini fridge, an air hockey <laughs> table, roller coaster tycoon, teenage Jay is in heaven... <laughs> How could you possibly be bored? Well, we had a ping pong. We didn't have air hockey. I love air hockey, but I also love ping pong. But my wife wasn't exactly the most spectacular opponent in the world when it came to playing <laughs> ping pong. So it was just me scoring seven to skunk reset. I tried teaching her how to uh, to improve on it, and we she got better. She definitely got better as the week went on. But how much ping pong can you play against someone who's an experienced player for someone who's never played? Well, put the side up and play yourself, man. I mean, you're not, <laughs> you're not thinking like it. a good teen here. Uh, yeah, exactly. I uh, did so almost was... beat all of all of Rolokos Tycoon. So. I, I haven't <laughs> thought of that game in probably a decade, and now I definitely want to go play it. So good. Go-karts. Love my go-karts. How do you beat Rollercoaster Tycoon? Don't you just play? You just beat all the levels. You gotta, uh, there's challenges in every level. I cannot remember ever doing a challenge. I can remember building badass uh, theme parks and then killing everybody. That's all I remember about roller coaster. Oh, I would grab a guy and I would put him on, like I'd raise the terrain all the way up, put a free drink stand with a $20 bathroom, and I would just drop him on the, the stranded area. So he'd just drink a bunch of free drinks. Like, oh, this park's great, man. You get free stuff. Then he had to go to the bathroom and it was 20 bucks. And that was my uh, my evil... God, that's of torture, man. Moment, yes, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the next, the next question was more of a technical one. So, how did you? What platform did you use to vote for this? What? How did people vote? Um, there was. It's a. Is it form? Google Forms? I think. I think it's what it is. Yeah. So you can just make like a. I'm not sure if it's form. It's one of the Googles. Google Quiz, something like that. I don't. Anyway, it's a Google thing. And you can just make a bunch of polls and people go in and, and vote in those polls. And and sort of a, a, a secondary question there is that 
I am amazed that you have friends who can create bots and and hack captures. I, I can't think that I have anybody in my life that can do that. <laughs> well, the bot one was easy. You just had to create like a uh, a hotkey that refreshes, so like Control R. Then you go in and you change it so it's just R, and then you just put a coin on it or something and let it go forever. Um, the capture thing, the issue was it wouldn't make you do it every time. So he could just create a ton of new tabs, I believe, and just have them all continuously for refreshing. And it, it was a thing. They they were better than me. So you said that there were th these final videos made. Uh, how can somebody go watch these incredible videos? They are on the Fantasy Friendship YouTube page. Uh, okay. Not a page I keep very active, but they, all, they do exist on there. Um, the championship Is that of, in... Is that in the link tree below? Is that in your 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 fantasy friendship? If it's not my link tree, I'll be sure to go at it. Uh, I think okay. it is though. But yeah, the, they're on there. So so then the follow up to that is is when are we getting the uh, the Sarah Koenig uh, serial version of this story where where they go back and really give us the hard hitting facts of of the case and make <laughs> us question the whole thing? The Lion King one and a half. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's exactly what I'm going. We about. actually we actually did do a. Uh, podcast on this we had the finalists come on and we discussed the entire tournament start to finish and we actually just posted um this past week the sequel the best friend tournament 2 which was a little more, was a lot more structured but it was also a lot more chaotic because of the structure it, it was in, it was intended to be chaotic and it worked so I guess this is like a, a, a two-parter is number one, this story affirms what I think a lot of us who have no idea what living in the true Midwest is like, <laughs> uh, that, that y'all just got a bunch of time on your hands. Um, but also the second part of this, I feel like this is something that was bred for going viral. How have we not, I mean, I heard about I this a little bit from you, but how did this not go viral? I thought it might, but I guess I wasn't. I mean, I work in marketing, so you'd think I'd do a good job of that. But I, I don't know. I think people just thought it was crazy. And once they lost, they were checked out of the whole thing. And oh, I hit that back. People weren't checked out. People were still following along. I definitely had people that were messaging me as it's going along. Well, 125,000 votes for yeah. something that was a farce is unreal. Yeah, they were dedicated. My friends are ridiculous. I love them. They, they're. We're a very tight-knit friend group, been friends since high school, and we're in our mid to late 20s now. And they just go – we talked about this actually after the last time. I'm like, why do you guys even do this? Why do you oblige me on this garbage that I make you go through? And they're just like, you know, we we talk about sometimes, but it's just fun, so we we keep doing it. Well, I uh, I think that's that's hilarious. I mean, more more than anything, it's like this is a thing that someone would think of. I guarantee you, my buddies and I have thought of something similar, and of course, we didn't do it. But you <laughs> actually were like, "I'm gonna not only am I gonna think of this, I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna blow it out of the water so much that I'm gonna do it twice." That's unreal. yeah, and maybe a third time. But it was just the perfect storm of stuff. We were honeymooning in my mom's basement, and we. Uh... Had a lot of free time because my dog barges his head through the door here. Uh, <laughs> we had a lot of free time because COVID was happening and we couldn't leave. All right. So final question for me is, is okay. Garrett one. Mm -hmm. uh, now tell us in, in all honesty, 
just for the fans here, is Garrett really your best friend? Uh, not anymore, because we had the, oh! the second one. We had the second tournament. So Garrett was my best friend in 2020. Uh, Brooke is now my best friend in 2021. And Congratulations to Brooke. I, I will say Brooke had to go through hell. <laughs> I, I may or may not have tortured my friends, incidentally, in the last... I'll, I'll mention that the championship is of the second tournament. Uh, you know those old car dealership things where they have to keep their hand on the of car... Course. Last person with their hand in the car wins the car. Well, I have a basement bar. Last person with their hand in my basement bar becomes my best friend. <laughs> and we put headphones on them, and we control what was going in their headphones. We blindfolded them so they wouldn't know if the other person quit or not. So one person could have quit one minute in, and the other person would have no idea. We force-fed them water. Uh, they had shots. Um, we put like rat noises in their ears. <laughs> We put, like, we asked their significant others, like, what's their biggest fear? And one's, like, rats. And we're like, okay, put some rat squeaks in there. Um, we let them choose for each other songs or sound effects to torture the other person with. And it went on for over two hours. <laughs> two, and the only reason it ended, we put a fan on them to make them cold. We're like, please quit. And eventually, like, their bladder was going to explode. So they uh, decided to finally quit and go to the bathroom and... That's how I decided my best friend was uh, borderline torture. That I don't know about borderline, man. To me, that sounds like <laughs> you're, you're over that line. Yeah, They could have left at any time. They were not constrained to the bar. Well, uh, I would say that you are very lucky to have such a strong friend group. And, and you know, to reiterate my, my I think, most important point, uh, you this story just really affirms what everybody thinks about the serious Midwest. So uh, thank you for, <laughs> for, for making sure that we do know everything uh, is true about our stereotypes. Well, Stephen, thank you so much. One last time, if anyone is, is listening and is like, I got to know more about this guy, shout out where people can find you. So we are the Fancy Friendship Podcast. You can find us on all major uh, podcast platforms. Our Twitter is friendly underscore pod. We're Fancy Friendship on Facebook and on YouTube. The link tree, I think right there, you can copy that. Put in your browser up there and head there and click all the links. Um, and sign up for their newsletter. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and final note from me is please check out my website, jshiftman.com. Find me on social media. I'm Jay Schiffman or Choose Your Struggle. And the Choose Your Struggle podcast is everywhere. And thank you, last time, thank you to our partner, Bookshop. Check out bookshop.org slash shop slash C-Y-S. Man, there's a lot of, a lot of hard consonants in there. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to tonight's A Day in the Life. The next one is in two weeks. Find, find me at jshiffman.com on all my social media to, to stay up to date. Say goodbye, Stephen. Bye. Thanks for having me on.